Hey everybody, I'm Peter, and I prefer life with our new fleet than flying solo. He's Mike, and he doesn't want to join your little army. How's it going, Mike? I am fine. <laughs> um, so this is officially season two. Thanks for joining, joining us. Yeah, yes. that was that's. What are you what doing you, right now? I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to season two, baby. You made it. Yeah. So um, we are starting off with Siege of Lothal, yeah. which technically it is a part of season two now, but originally um, it was one of those premieres in between season one and season two. Yeah. I forgot the exact date, but it came out um, at Celebration. 2015. A couple sometimes. months before yeah. the season. Mm-hmm. Um was released so it leads to some really weird things whether you're on the blu-ray or you download it online or you look on wikipedia no one knows what these episodes are numbered so just so you guys if you're playing along want to follow along we are considering this mm-hmm. episode one part one yeah and part episode one, one. two yes these are the first two episodes in our opinion of season two so that is how we are going to treat them and you can like it or leave it love it Love it or leave it, baby. <laughs> Saying baby is my new thing. Cool. I'm trying to bring it back in a non-like sexist way. <laughs> you made it, baby. You sound like a real cool guy. Thanks, baby. So, I mean, I don't have any announcements or anything. Do you want to just jump in on this? <clears throat> trying to think about my life. Nope, no announcements. Let's do it. Cool. Hold on to your butts. So we are officially introduced for the first time in the new canon to Phoenix, Phoenix Squadron. Squadron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, feel weird about something that we talk about a lot. What's that? Uh, I think I know what you're going to say, but Phoenix One's helmet. It oh. makes no sense to me. It's a new helmet. I don't remember the helmet. Can you describe it for our people? Yeah, it's like, um, it's like a. F- it's like a football. It's like a hockey. It's like a football on his head. Yeah. It's like, yeah, football head, Harold. It's like a goalie's mask in hockey, but instead of a cage, it has like a half shield that's clear and doesn't make sense to me because I don't know. I just don't know. Seems like it would obstruct his vision. I don't know why we need so many different helmets. It seems yeah. like when in all the things they're trying to perfect in this universe... Helmets continually <laughs> evolve. I don't know. Like, maybe they're trying they, to. How haven't they perfected the helmet? Maybe they're. Maybe it's for. The, they're trying to get those Phoenix One toys off the shelf. Yeah. It's like we got to give them a cool helmet. Yeah, maybe. No, if I had to, this wasn't actually what I thought you were gonna say. Um, but I'm glad you brought it up. If I had to guess, I wonder if this is just one of those basic computer models, like they do on the Star Destroyers. Yeah. Um, where they don't want to animate a bunch of unique characters, so they just have, like, generic white guy, and they put different accessories on him. So I wonder if Phoenix One is just kind of that guy. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, I'd have to read that. Don't, I don't really remember that one, so I'd have to check it out. You do many of the Phoenix Squadron members, so yeah. I don't know what the point would be. But Yeah, what I was going to bring up is, so we see an A-Wing, okay. which is I love. cool. Big fan of A-Wings. I loved it in Battlefront. Have you noticed... That this A-Wing is slightly different than the ones we saw in Return of the Jedi. No. 
Do you know why? Yes. Why? Okay, I lied. Because it is inspired by Ralph McQuarrie. Take a drink. Not into it. This, it's literally been 11 seconds into season two before something was inspired by Ralph McQuarrie. I'm frustrated by that. <laughs> yeah. So to explain what I was saying, I want to get to your frustration, but is, um, they, oh my gosh. A genuine moment. My, Mike was just so frustrated. He threw his hat on the ground. Unplanned. Literally just threw his hat on the ground. Because <laughs> I'm frustrated. <laughs> I'm frustrated that Rebels is still leaning on the Ralph McQuarrie's scribbles from 35 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is it like you just want more originality? I just, mm, I just think they're at a point where in season two, maybe season one, they're trying to like buy into some nostalgia and like, uh, you know, fan service show us showing the fans that they care. They respect the history. They want to be a part of the canon. But I think at this point they've earned our trust and I want them to take more chances and become a little more original. Mm, that's fair. Yeah, I'm torn. I don't really know how I feel about it, you're, but you're torn fard. Yeah, yes. Um, but so <laughs> this is actually kind of funny. So if you this A Wing looks slightly different because it's inspired by a specific painting that Ralph McQuarrie did for Return of the Jedi. And it's painted blue like the ones we see in Rebels. Hmm. Do you know why they didn't have them be blue in Return of the Jedi? No. Because <laughs> blue screen technology was so primitive back then. That they couldn't use anything painted blue in any of the space battles. Oh, because they'd pick up on and like yeah. delete part of the wing. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. Um, I mean, so they changed the color they and the markings, and then the the painting was slightly different than what we saw in Return, Return of the Jedi, and this is kind of an exact copy of that painting. So, hmm. cool. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Do you know what's funny is that when on the ghost, they're, you know, in the dog fight in the in the stars mm-hmm. zeb's trying to stand up and he can't and he falls off a guardrail mm-hmm. into the loading dock yeah and uh all i could think about was that'd be really funny if that's how zeb died <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's dark because it would kill anyone else it's ironic because nowhere else in star wars has guardrails and people don't seem to fall at all but then there's guardrails in the phoenix in the in the ghost and zeb falls to his death the illusion of safety my friend <laughs> also i love that Sabine, uh, when she lets go of the cargo, says, cargo is liberated, mm-hmm. which is the new thing I'm going to say every time I use the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. I still don't know. What, what... What's the old thing you say when you use the restroom? Uh, I used to go, buckle up, baby. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. Hang on to your butts. I don't say anything. Um, but I still don't understand what the mission is, by the way. Um, I think so there is a cargo ship sure or an imperial ship with cargo on it sure got that, that cargo evidently they just put it on on the outside of the ship yeah because it's that secure and so they're going to okay well let's play a game this is a game I like to play every once in a while called is this really a good plan yeah I don't think so so I think they mentioned that their gas is what they're it's like a, it's yeah. like fuel yeah um, and so their plan is that it's underneath the ship, right? And they're going to fly and shoot it off of the ship 
and then come pick it up with the tractor beam or it didn't even look like the ghost had a tractor beam it looked like they just had a magnet on its butt yeah and it seems like they had to do that because that airspace was taken up by imperials so it had to be quick yeah but uh. so imagine this in real life you're a robber and there's a truck like an open truck with a bunch of barrels of gasoline that are like tied down with a rope on the back of it. So you pull up behind the truck in your car and hang out the window with like a rifle and try to shoot the rope so those gasoline canisters are loose and then you come pick them up. It's possible. You've just described Speed starring <laughs> The documentary Speed. <laughs> but um, I was just like, no, what if they a- just like one errant shot by an inch over and just blows that fuel up? Yeah. It's not a good plan. No, seems messy. Um, but we do meet Commander Sato. Oh, before we get to that, I wanted to talk about the A-Wings a little bit. Okay. Um, because I actually did a little deep dive into them, and I think they're pretty cool. Interesting. Do you like the A-Wings? I love the A-Wings. I Like I said, when Battlefront came out, not the second one, but the first yeah. one, I played a lot of A-Wings. What's your favorite rebel fighter? Probably the A-Wing. Hmm. That's cool. Thanks. Yeah. I think I'm an X-Wing kind of guy, kind of basic, but when I was a kid and I used to draw pictures, I always drew pictures of B-Wings because I thought they looked the cool, coolest, but in retrospect, I think they're kind of lame. I like the A-Wings. I like how compact it is. Yeah. So yeah, you're hitting that right on. Um, So from Star Wars, The Last Jedi, incredible cross sections because there were A-Wings in that movie as well. Quote... The A-Wing was ideal for missions that required speed, hit-and-run raids, surgical strikes on capital ships, and intelligence-gathering missions. So this would be like a surgical strike. Um, A capable pilot could emerge from hyperspace, engage the fighter's powerful, sweet suit of imagers and sensors, streak around the objective at top speed, and vanish back into hyperspace, all while the enemy ground girls were scrambling to get fighters airborne. I love it. Yeah. So that um, seems perfect for this mission. Another little fact is that the A-Wings we see the Alliance use are modified. Um, So they're called RZ-1s, which is like a stock A-Wing. The Imperials decided they didn't want to use mod A-Wings. Life. Hell yeah, Mod yeah. Life. Yeah, bro. Put the um, spinners on it. Whistle <laughs> tips go, woo, woo, woo. Um, so they... Basically, the the Empire was like, we don't want these A-Wings. We're going to do TIE Fighters instead. And they just junked them all. And the Rebel Alliance just scavenged all of them. Yeah. And they decided they wanted them to be even faster as... So they put NOS on them. Yeah. So they hired Vin Diesel and they put NOS on them. No, what they did was they stripped it of the shields, armor, and heavy weapons. So they're super, super, super fast, but not super high powered, and they also blow up real easy. Really easily. I know this. Yeah. I know this. Um, and then another interesting thing is because people are asking, okay, so in Rebels, they have A-Wings. Why didn't we see any at the Battle of Endor uh, or Yavin? That's a stupid question. Um well, why that's do you think that question, is? Because that's like me saying, I just walked down the street. How come I didn't see any Porsches? Uh, those are a car why aren't they on this street right now 
<laughs> Where are all the Hummers? I thought this universe had Hummers. Well, I, I think it makes sense because if you're doing, if the entire rebellion is about to be attacked at its home base, you would assume that all of their ships are there. So like. You don't, you never want to bring all the ships to one place. Maybe. Because that's just, you're going to, you're going to. Well. It just sounds like a parking nightmare. You're you're actually you're actually partially right. So the production team said that the rebels the rebels use different fighters in different parts of the galaxy, and that's because different squads tend to use different ships. Fair. So the A wings were used by Phoenix Squadron, like almost exclusively, and Jan Dodonna's crew. Yeah. Um, used X-Wings. So Jan Dodonna was the one who was actually there and was like, shoot, scramble the fighters, and that's all yeah. he had. And so when we see him in Return of the Jedi, that's the first time we see the entire Rebel Alliance together yeah. in one place. Even on uh, Yavin, they didn't have everything. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that's fair. I'm. Uh, that's fair. Yep. So now we're on the ship. Yeah. And we meet Commander Sato. You and your crew have proven invaluable to our fleet, Captain Sindula. The fuel acquired in your convoy attacks has helped keep us one step ahead of Imperial patrols. Yeah, which is cool. Like, I'm glad that they're bringing Nemoidians back into the the fold. What? You and your crew have had a proven invaluable... I can't even do the impression... (laughs) From 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 Phantom Menace, the yeah, Nemoidians, yeah. the racist Nemoidians. Sato is not a Nemoidian. I know, but he sounds like a Nemoidian. Oh, which got is the it. problem with Nemoidians? I get the joke. I get the joke. Now it's about racism. Yeah, I'm so I'm so hashtag woke. I get it. Hashtag lit woke. Stay okay, blessed. I see it. I was like, you were legitimately confusing <laughs> me. Like, oh man, I think I watched the wrong episode. <laughs> I'm glad I can't do an impression of Nemoidian because yeah. I could have gotten myself in trouble by it right there. <laughs> Just stay away from that one. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, interesting. We see some. We see some uh, characters we loved, like mm-hmm. As- Ashoka, Ashoka. Mm-hmm. Um, we really we we for a split second go to Lothal to the Empire headquarters there. Uh, after we jump out of that the ship with Commander Sato, and who do we see? But Lord Vader. I've doubled patrols, set up checkpoints, established curfews. I honestly don't know what else to do. Perhaps that is the problem. You lack imagination, Minister, when it comes to producing results. Lord Vader, with all due respect, you and Governor Tarkin are asking for miracles. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And he looks different, notably different. We talked mm-hmm. about that at the end of last season. Yeah, so he's um, Minister Tua, who we met before. Yeah. She has not <laughs> been finding those dummy rebels. Oh, and so Callus and Vader are P.O. Oh, man. She is. <laughs> I actually. Uh, so Spoiler alert. She dies. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I found out that. Uh, Price, remember yeah. Price from yeah. season three? She was supposed to be introduced in this episode. She was the one who's going to die. Price uh, has a really interesting. She's been she's been popping up in the well. She was in the books Thrawn. Yeah, and I think that's why um, 
Well, she's in the Thrawn books, and then I think she was in the Tarkin book too, and yeah. so that's why they're like, "Oh crap, we can't kill her." Yeah, yeah. She's in a book, yeah, <laughs> so that so they decided to go with two instead. It's cool. They're releasing all the Thrawn like adaptations of the uh, comic adaptations of the novel right now. Yeah. She's in them a bunch, and eh, I find her a little boring. Yeah. So Vader, as you mentioned, looks a little different. Yeah. How I do like you, How do you feel? You like but it? But I like it. Yeah. I, I it, it was off putting. I remember when I first saw it. He looks like he's making a duck face, like a kissy yeah. face, like he's taking a I selfie. I think it fits well with the vibe of the show. Yeah. I mean, and it was also inspired by Ralph McQuarrie. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but he is voiced by James Earl Jones, which I thought yeah. that was sick. Yeah, that's nice. Um, sometimes these people are reprising their old classic roles. Uh, there's a couple examples I mentioned last season. I didn't think Lando sounded that yeah. cool. And I think in the finale... Um, Ian McDermott comes back as the Emperor, and yeah. I actually feel like he sounds worse than yeah. when Sam Whittier does yeah. it. Yeah, I think it's a bit weird. Um, um, Sam Whittier is also terrific yeah. at his job. But, but I, I think so James Earl Jones sounds really cool. Yeah, well, he's a voice actor, too. He's done he's yeah. done voice acting. He's, I mean, but um, it's it's funny. I, I struggle with Minister Tua a bit, even mm-hmm. before I knew she was going to die in this episode. There's no spoiler. There's no spoiler. Uh, alerts guys <laughs> i just want to be i want to i just want to be real with you i just want to be real but also i've been thinking about going this is maybe a little discussion of, this is an in-house podcast discussion mm-hmm. we need to have right now but i don't listen we're not going to put up spoiler walls or spoiler alerts we might talk about anything from any of the seasons within this how do you feel about that i think yeah. we should be taking a comprehensive look because there's too many things i held back from saying in season one because I didn't want to talk about season four or season three, but that's also because season four was going on, mm-hmm. so we couldn't talk about it. I don't know. Let's yeah, let's hash this out a little bit. Um, but like, I here's what we're gonna do. Well, let's not do spoiler walls. I agree with that, and we're like I just referenced the finale with Ian McDermott. He's in that, yeah. so I'm not afraid of spoilers because anyone who's listening to this. But I don't want to like. I don't want to discuss like actual plot points and how they relate in, unless it's happened on the show yet. But like, I'm definitely down for that. Makes sense. I get touching that. on those things yeah. as needed. Okay. That makes sense to me. Like if they come up, they come up, but I don't want to like plan. Yeah. Like especially in deep dives and stuff. Like when we're getting through history, like I feel like we should, if it's going to be addressed on the show and something we're going to discuss, I'd rather discuss it when it comes up. Okay. I get that. Um, So, considering Minister Tua, Mm -hmm. uh, before I knew she was going to die, I thought she, like, she's in a meeting, her callous invader. And all I could think of is, gosh, she's cartoony next (laughs) to these, like, kind of intimidating figures. Because she's just a little more goofy. Like, a little more clumsy a little more like uh not as imposing or definitely not as i mean she even straight out says like she won't do awful things yeah like, oh, i'm not gonna do these awful things like she has a i don't know she has a good heart yeah which i agree i she is a little more cartoonish like a little more like like bumbling yeah. idiot role um character wise i think that that's kind of cool because it kind of lets you buy that she would reach out to the rebels for help. Yeah. And the thing that I, I had thought about after watching this is I bet you like 
they all know. Remember what happened to our our boys, uh, Commandant Oresco yeah. and uh, Grint. Yeah, because they were um, similarly yeah. very cartoony. And then they got their heads cut off. Yeah. <laughs> and so I bet Tua, that's probably the huge driving force why she's like, I'm so freaked out. I need to get out of here. Oh, yep. God. <laughs> uh, Speaking of the other two being evil, though, I really love how Callus really emphasizes both star and destroyer when he says it. So he's like, I forgot the exact quote, but he's like, they destroyed Tarkin's star destroyer. <laughs> Just like that little extra evil emphasis. Emphasize. Yep. Oh, sorry. No. Oh, sorry. No, that's that word I just made up. <laughs> um, but, okay, so Minister Tua, this is, they basically have like a, a work meeting with her, like, mm-hmm. hey, you're not really performing very well. Yeah. You need to step it up. And Vader says, you know, you're not creative enough. That's the problem. You're not a creative <laughs> thinker. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I thought that was yeah. constructive criticism. That was really good. My favorite part. Did you notice how Vader turned? Oh, uh, yeah. He like sashayed it was and like so, his like cloak it was, is like whoosh. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, Tim when, Gunn would have been proud. Okay. RuPaul so, would have been okay, proud. So in my head when he did that, I went drama yeah. <laughs> and turned and with the cape. Yeah. yeah I like that. I also, like that his, I, I, all I can see for so long was when he talks because you can't see his mouth moving, I feel like they're like, well, we have to like make him like gestulate a lot. Then. Yeah. Like he's like, so he spe- he's like an, he's like a, someone from my Italian family. He just talks <laughs> with his hands all the time. It's like bring here and then like point over here to me yep. and like point at himself. And it just, I don't know. It's a little over the top. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't need to, I know who's talking. You don't need to move his hands that much. All right. So then we jump to the rebel ship. Yeah. Which do you know what it's called? Uh, yeah, it's called the old, Old Billy, old, <laughs> it's called Old Billy's Rebel USA, th- um, it's all, it's called Old Billy's <laughs> Rebel USA Spaceship. Nailed it. What's it called? It's actually called Phoenix Home. Oh. Oh. That's you cute. know, because Phoenix Heart is where the Phoenix Home is. Huh. Or other way around. Yeah. <laughs> <You're close. laughs> um, We're getting a transmission. Yep, we are, and it looks like our old friend, old, old Jahi. Ja- ja- oh, come on, man. Old Joe. Old Joe. Old Joe. Old Joe. It's our buddy, Old Joe Hammerhead. Yep. Um. So he's the barkeeper from season one that we saw that yep. has a little soft spot for the rebels. Yep. And he hits them up on the personal telephone line. But it's a one-way communique. Yep. Um. Which. Kanan was Kanan like, goes rogue. I don't care. Let's just FaceTime everyone. Yeah. Uh, the, but why do you think he says, let's make it so he can see us? He, We can see him, but not us. Um, he doesn't want to give away that Ahsoka is there. Ooh, yeah. That's, that's why. true. So I'm assuming that's why he says, like, okay, make it a one-way communication so he can't see Ahsoka in the room. Yeah. Because she's still on the DL, right? Yeah, well, there, this whole this whole thing, um, it was confirmed. We've talked about this before, but it was confirmed in Rebels Recon that this isn't still this still isn't the Rebel Alliance. Yeah, they're working as a just a larger cell now, um, and with more people, but they're still a fractured cell. So I think, yeah, it's they want to hide Ahsoka. They want to just keep the element of surprise so the Empire doesn't know what they're up against. You know, a lot of, a lot of security things that yeah. Kanan is bristling at. 
Yeah. Um, and all I could think of, because Kanan gets so frustrated with being part of an organized, organized, um, you know, armed mm-hmm. force, is this dude, I know in Kanan, in his head right now, he's going, I just need to get to Burning Man. <laughs> I need to let loose. Yep. Burn the man. Yep. Hacky sack. Like, he he is so frustrated by the system. Mm-hmm. I get it, man. Yeah. Um, a little iggy. Yep. And get jiggy. Yeah. And so in in this um, hologram, they ask, so old Joe connects them with Minister Tua. Mm-hmm. Minister Tua wants safe passage off Lothal because she is freaked out. out. She says in return, she's going to give them a list of Imperial secrets and allies yep. that the Empire is watching. Yeah. That's so scary. they ask why. I thought this was interesting. They ask, why don't they just go to one of those people that they already are watching? And she says that some of the rebel sympathizers have powerful allies in the Senate. So the Empire can watch them, but not do anything. So that's why they haven't been rounded up yet. So it's another example of the Senate still having some power. Yeah. So these people, the the Empire knows who they are, knows their bad seeds, but they can't do anything because they got friends up high. Friends on high. Yep. There's some really cool foreshadowing that comes over here. Did you catch that? So they said, Oh yeah. Mr. Two O was like, there's a reason other than just mining why the empire is interested in Lothal. The reason is only known by a few and ordered by the emperor himself. So as we get on later in the season into the end of the series, we finally figure out what the emperor's plan is for Lothal. There is in, in the, I was just reading and finally going through the Darth Vader comic in Ugh. Vader number seven. He says the emperor yeah. tells him the Jedi order held power in the Republic for far too long. They laid claim to every site of interest to the force across the entire galaxy, shrines, wells of energy, ancient temples. Yeah. So that's all foreshadowing some of the stuff that is going to be coming up later on rebels rebels. Yeah. It's, it's also, it's also, nice to know how thoughtful the creators of this series are um and this is a little this is a clear indicator that they're thinking about what they're doing totally um and that they're planning and it's not kind of just accidental which Mm -hmm. is nice um so tua says that ezra pushes them you know he can sense her fear Mm -hmm. of something and ultimately they decide that they're going to extract her from Lothal. Yeah. And help her um help her switch sides. Um but I so I love the scene I loved is Kanan and Hera talking in the hallway about Kanan's frustrations with being part of a system and yeah. being part of an organization and you know, he didn't sign up to fight along soldiers, which I think is stupid. <laughs> which, I mean, that's you, you just he basically just doesn't want to have a boss. Well, so I think the deeper connection for me that I saw was that I think he was so burned by what happened to him in the Clone Wars. If you watch, if you read the canon arc, he's literally, he's making really good connections with his troops, the people that he's fighting alongside with. He's actual legitimate friends with these clone troopers. Then all of a sudden, the same people he made these connections with and fought with gunned down his master and tried to kill him. Yeah. And so I think he's, you know, he's all for rabble-rousing and kicking the Empire in the shins, but I think he's pretty reluctant yeah. to join back up in something where, you know, he's a little traumatized. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, 
I also liked this scene was, uh, I feel like they were, you know, Kanan's really angsty and he's like genuinely lashing out. He's like, oh, and, and Hera is like, you know, instead of getting defensive, just goes, talk to me. Yeah. You know, and she totally diffuses it. And I think that was a really cool sign of like the actual connection and partnership they have. Like that's really cool character building of like yeah. how close they are because you need to really love someone to be able to like take that and just be like, you're not, be- you're being a jerk. Shut up. And yeah, like go stop off in your room. Well, what I love about that scene is I like the act, the visual look of there's what they do is you just see their, it's almost just their silhouettes in a yeah. hallway. And it reminded me of a new hope of like Leia and uh, putting the message into R2D2 in the hallway. Like it, it looked reminiscent of that. And the music that's playing is amazing. And it carries over to this next scene with Vader but the the whole visual of that scene into what happens next, I think, is really yeah. beautifully done, and it's probably one of my favorite shots. Yeah, um, there's a lot of a new hope tie-ins with this episode, actually. So that scene is very reminiscent of it. Um, later in part, in this part, yeah, in this part, Ezra and Kanan dress up in stormtrooper disguises. <laughs> um, there's also Chopper. Like yeah. locks out a stormtrooper at one point and he goes, uh-huh. he goes, the stormtrooper goes, open up in there. Yeah. It's the same thing. He says to C-3PO and, and they Death try Star. to, they try to trick them. They might yeah, try the mind, mind trick. trick. Uh, they burn down Tarkin Town, which is just like how they burn down the Lars yeah. homestead. And then also Vader yeah. pulls the homing beacon trick. There's the torture droid that oh, moves yeah. at geriatric speeds. <laughs> Why is that thing so slow? Uh, that's, it's weighed down by all the poison. Yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. But yeah, there's a lot of ties in the New Hope. We'll, we'll keep pointing them out as we go through. So on Lothal, they are getting ready to go to the bay to get Minister Tua. It's Bay 223. Do you know why? I do it's not. Bay 223? I do not. Because, Big Michael Jordan fan? Uh, no, because um, uh, Ralph McCory's phone number, his, the first three numbers <laughs> from his phone number are 223. Huh. That's not true. I'm just assuming that's why. Because everything <laughs> has to be tied into Ralph McCoy. Yeah. I think I, there is something about 23, because I remember last last season, like the tracker was an X-23 tracker. <laughs> it must be like 13, I know, is a, is a lucky number for George Lucas. I wonder if 23 has some significance. I don't, I don't know. It probably don't know. does, but it's Bay 223. I just figured, I was like, hey, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Kanan disguises himself as a stormtrooper a la New Hope and super frustrating because the Empire I would I I would I would want to know the face of every soldier. I get I get <laughs> yeah. like I get what they're kind of like there's a mental game like oh we're all like these faceless soldiers who are all they fall in line. I, I don't know but yeah. it just makes it too easy to be to be infiltrated. Yeah. You know what I like about that? Is so they lure they lure a stormtrooper around the corner and yeah and he just knocks him out and takes his clothes so i like the idea that just around the corner somewhere by a piano dumpster is a naked stormtrooper (laughs) like someone's gonna be out for this is like a city it's not like hidden like someone's gonna be out for their nightly walk there's gonna be a naked guy i mean have you ever walked down civic center over past you know eight o'clock at night yeah a lot of naked stormtroopers over there a lot of naked stormtroopers <laughs> um so they jump into action and sabine the harb aka the harbinger of death <laughs> yeah does a couple a couple more point blank executions um she's so brutal i know um yeah i noticed that too she really likes shooting people right in the face yeah 
Um, and so Hedgehog. we noticed, we saw Callus sneaking around a little bit, kind of looking, following Tua, because I think he knows something's up. And so it turns out that Tua is escorted to the drop-off point by Callus yeah. because yeah. he was just being chivalrous. Also, he knows that she's a snake. Who's gonna walk you home? <laughs> yep. And so they're getting on the shuttle. Yep. And the crew is going to grab, they grab Tua and they're running to the shuttle to try <laughs> to get off planet and then it blows up. Oh my God. I think it's so funny. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I think I, I said this about uh, Oresco um, and Grant. Yeah. Uh, but I think it is possibly a symbolic nod to like, you know, we're a cartoon that's stepping it up. Like they've officially killed their three most cartoony villains. Oh yeah. And brought in, you know, like I think they're just—it's making it clear this is yep. this is more than a kids show. This isn't your mama's Star, Star Wars. Wars. Um, so they make it. Yeah. They jump onto the shuttle that they they use to get there. If you notice, it's one of those like Star Commuter two yeah. thousands, the ones from a uh, from the Disneyland ride that was also in did Droids you, in Distress. Did you notice what it said on the side of the shuttle? I did not. It said Ralph McQuarrie. <laughs> 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 okay, we get it. <laughs> um, but the shuttle, they get away on that shuttle. Kalos is smiling, got a little cheeky smile, mm-hmm. and they shoot that shuttle down, Ew. but the crew makes it out on foot. Yeah, they're okay. I like that crash, actually. That crash scene looks really cool. Yeah. Um, I was listening to it in headphones, and the sound was like so intense, too. It was like rumbling. And yeah, it was like... The sound boing, design. Boing, was, boing, 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 boing. Yep. Um, yeah, so they, they, they have to get to their hideout. Yep. <laughs> Everything is locked down. Yeah, the whole city. They go down, Vader and Kalos are chatting, and Vader says everything is going according to his plan. They end up turning it around, and they blame the, they say it's an assassination yeah. of Minister Tua that was carried out by the rebels, which gives them an excuse to lock everything down and declare martial martial law, also maybe turn the public against the rebels a little bit. Yeah, you know, seems clever. Yep. Um, so we go back to the Bridger's house. Yep. Which is their hideout now. <laughs> and I, I love not, Chopper. Are you going to talk about Chopper locking the door? Oh yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and then doing but, the peekaboo. Peekaboo. <laughs> I know. I'm just also, but like, what is Chopper doing? Because like, if you notice the very first establishing shot, the doors. Chopper is the last one in and he closes the door behind him while everyone's already downstairs yeah. watching TV. Like, was he just out for a stroll? Like, hey, I'm just going to go down to the store real quick and get a Snickers. Like, I think they were like, guard the door. Yeah. So uh-huh. he's the last one in. He closes the door. <laughs> They're all watching TV <laughs> in the basement. Um, and yeah, I think this is Chopper at his best. This yeah. is so this good. Is an amazing scene. We're in trouble. Yeah, so stormtroopers show up and they open up the door and Chopper just closes the door and I just love that the stormtrooper just goes, what the? He shoots one. <laughs> yeah. And then he closes the door, but then he re- he reopens it just so it can go. 
<laughs> and then it closes. Like, yeah, and, then he, and then he closes the door. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's so. Yeah, this is when the so trooper funny. is like, "Open up in there," which is a callback to a New Hope. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also like so they find they finally blow the door, which is again it's the same thing they do on the mm-hmm. Tantive Four, and it's another callback. Um, they blow the door, and then they just come in and start shooting. Without asking any questions. Yeah. Shoot first, ask questions later. Oh, and I yeah. like how the commander yeah. of the troops, you can tell from the shoulder armor thing he has, he has that orange shoulder yeah. pad. The commander is standing in front of his troops while they're shooting. That is yeah. very bad gun safety. Yeah. It did not seem, and I, I love that it's blindly shooting. Like, I don't, I know, I don't right? think they can see anything. That's, that's part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're looking everywhere. So they chase the rebels out from the basement and they yeah. notice that someone's in there so they drop a thermal detonator down there but luckily our buddies have gotten out yeah but unfortunately the bridger's child family home has been blown up yeah man eh, it doesn't seem too emotional though Ezra yeah. doesn't seem necessarily bummed by it yeah he kind of looks uh, back but i think he's ready to close that door on his life yeah or so we think well, if you noticed earlier, he said, it looks like we're not going home. Yeah. And I was, and I think they shined a spotlight on that, that his home is now the ghost. Interesting. Oh, I like that. Um, so I think that was kind of intentional, but yeah. so they have to find somewhere else to hide. Yeah. Kanan's like, they're searching everywhere except for one place. Or he goes, not everywhere. And then he points at the Imperial complex, which first of all, how does Kanan know that? <laughs> Well, I also maybe they are searching in the Imperial complex. He doesn't know. I also wrote down not everywhere and points to the hologram, but I wanted him to, I wanted <laughs> him to go not everywhere and then point like we hide inside the hologram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I also like how I forgot I think uh Sabine says like, "Are you crazy?" <laughs> like whoever says yes to that question. Like when you're making a plan, I'm like, "Are you crazy?" and you're like, "Oh yeah, actually, I think maybe I'm <laughs> I'm uh, acting a little crazy. Sorry, let's let's think of another plan. I mean, it's a good pa- plan. It worked for Gendry in uh, Game of Thrones, hiding right in uh, King's Landing. Yep. So, I don't know. <sighs> hiding right under their noses. So yep. they have to somehow get in. Yeah. Well, so, I also like how they get out of the Bridger's place. Do you notice that they're all very good at tightrope walking? <laughs> like, is that rebel training? It's like, all right, guys, we got to go to a tightrope class because well, they like walk across like above these two alleyways on the roof. They walk across this. I just very think thin gravity's got to be different. I mean, yeah, maybe because it seems like everyone can jump pretty effing high. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like Zeb has that good of that good of well, balance has, and coordination. Like, well, well, first of all, Zeb's feet are he can grip things. We've seen that. Yeah, and Sabine is incredibly acrobatic. And there's two Jedi, and then you have Hera. I don't know. <laughs> I don't see your point. <laughs> anyway, so they have to they have to get into uh, their you know their new hiding spot. So how are they going to do it? Well, they're going to disguise themselves as stormtroopers and push boxes of yep. rebels into the base. But they encounter a stormtrooper who says, "Wait, what's in those containers?" Yep. Ezra tries to mind trick him. It doesn't work. I thought this was a very funny little thing. Eventually, Kanan does it, and it works. Ezra goes, I wish that worked for me. And Kanan replies, I wish it worked on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good thing. I know. I also, good dad joke. I also 
it reminded me of uh, that story from a certain point of view in the book. Yeah. Remember the story about the stormtrooper who was the one who was tricked in A New Hope? Oh, yeah. And all he can do is think about how weird that feeling was. Like, he thought there's, like, actual repercussions, mental repercussions to being mind tricked is, like, you can't stop thinking about, like, what like what happened? Like, I felt so compelled to do this, and I did it. They're in the, like, <laughs> so... I can't help but think like it messes with these people mentally for the rest of their lives. Yeah, which seems like a weird thing for Jedi to do. Like, I totally get the Sith doing that, but I feel like it's a little... Yeah. Because it's like you're penetrating their mind. Yeah, so mind making them feel crazy. I just had never thought about mind tricks like that until that book, and I'm like, ooh, that's weird. I feel... They kind of feel dirty now. Yeah, it was a really cool chapter. Um, yeah. So they come across these shield generators, um, which they mentioned earlier in the episode that the fleet is low on. Yep. I think that's what they were going to trade the fuel for. Um, and then I don't remember something happened, but they need shield generators for the fleet and they come across a bunch of military grade shield generators. So in the middle of their escape, they decide to grab a bunch of them. Well, that isn't a bad idea. No. Nope. Um, also, before that, there's these two stormtroopers who are walking, and like, it's like just a shot of two stormtroopers walking by, and one of them says, "Like, uh, think we'll find them this time." And then there's <laughs> another stormtrooper in a very how do I put this? In a very um, flamboyant voice, goes, "We better," <laughs> <laughs> and it, it just it reminded me of a lot of people i've met at like christian camps like, <laughs> yes we will <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh that's making me feel awkward now <laughs> i don't know um, yeah so they're loading up they find a shuttle in the imperial complex and so they're loading the shield generators up in there they're about to make their escape and then all of a sudden the doors open <laughs> Very Rogue One. Very, I which know. Which I thought was really yeah, yeah. cool. I thought it was super Rogue One, too. Yeah, I really like this ending. I feel like that was a cool cliffhanger. Yeah. And that's the end of our episode. We have Vader coming in with a, yep. with a battalion of stormtroopers. Yep. So that is the end of part one. Yeah, so um, what we're going to do, we're not going to write this yet, because we're going to consider this whole episode, part one and two, as a, yeah. as a, a single episode. So we're going to be rating them on our next episode yep so tune in for part two where we finish this up yeah take a little break the f- we are gonna do these two episodes just us mm-hmm. just like we did in season one and then we're gonna have not only some of your favorite returning guests yeah but new and exciting guests yeah stay coming tuned up. stay tuned this season we got a lot coming we got some ever heard of george lucas, lucas? yeah neither have we we have some big names coming on that we're very excited about. Some ever heard of Barack Obama? Ever heard of Padki Mawa? No, it's a food. It's very good. <laughs> no, I'm hungry. But ever heard of white T-shirts? Hold no, on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. Ever heard of boogie You're just digging yourself a deeper hole. I know. I think it'll get funny if I keep going, <laughs> but it's not. So I think I'll try one more. Ever heard of...
I'm just looking around the room for uh, what can I look at? Fire alarms, a wall. I give up. Okay, cut this part out. No, I'm going to keep this one in. This is going to be a great season. Is all I'm yeah, I'm about. really excited. Thanks for checking out our first one. Yeah. While you're at it, you can check us out at Rebels Rebels Pod on mm-hmm. Twitter or Instagram. We're thinking of some cool new contests to do. Do we have a Facebook? We technically, I signed up for one, but I don't think I've ever really posted anything Let's on there. That crud. Yeah. Yeah. Take that, Zuck. <laughs> Take that. Ever heard of... Uh... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna... <laughs> All right. Anyways, we'll see you guys for the next episode. Just me and Peter wrapping this show up. Yep. And until next time, you know what to do. Be brave out there. And don't look back. Don't look back. Bye. Peace.